0: Hello, spookerinos. Welcome back to Unenlightened with Devin. Yeah. So, huge news, everybody. My flatmate is finally out of my life. Yes, he was moved out today. It was wonderful. We watched him go. We watched him load all his stuff into a van and drive away out of our lives. And it just felt like this dark negative cloud that has been over me since day one of moving in has finally melted away. I can now go to the kitchen to grab an apple without having to lock my room. I don't have to peer around corners to make sure he's not in there. I don't have to tense up every time I hear his voice in, the, in his room. He's gone and we're free and it feels awesome it feels so great um and it's such a freaking relief but let me tell you it's gonna take some getting used to there's definitely a lot of anxiety around what happened with him so it's gonna take uh, some time to kind of feel good in the space again to feel safe in our space but it's it's just so nice it feels so freeing I don't have to come home and have that underlying tension in my shoulders just like Waiting for someone to pop out and stab me in the back with a knife, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it was kind of like it was it kind of felt like that for a while. It kind of felt like, oh, I'm just waiting for this man to murder me, <laughs> just kidding, but not really. um, so that's a huge life update. He left. It's great. um now we can finally start healing some of the tension in the flat. I can kind of start letting go of some you know, like anxiety and PTSD. I've been holding on from past trauma, um, past traumas with guys and just let it all out. It's gone. It's done. It's in the past and the past doesn't exist anymore. So we're safe and we're good. (laughs) So that was kind of a big rant for um, only the second episode, but um, we will be definitely getting into the roommate sitch in the third episode when I talk about, you know, my uh, worst three, uh, roommates, my three worst roommates and, uh, the situation behind all of them and the stories and experiences and lessons that I've taken away from each of them. Uh, and that'll probably be the next episode. So stay tuned for that. But right now let's switch gears into our episode on Halloween. (laughs) I know who thought, you know, doing a Halloween episode on November 19th was a weird idea. I certainly never did. (laughs) Um, I know Halloween was almost a month ago, and we are entering into Christmas season, but Halloween is absolutely one of my all-time favorite times of the year, and I feel like it would just be stupid if I didn't give, pay homage, I think, is that a word, maybe, (laughs) to the best season and the best time and the best holiday of the year in my opinion i love october the whole entire thing i love everything to do with halloween this was my first halloween not in america so i didn't get to do you know the typical uh pumpkin patches uh mazes haunted houses i wish i miss it i love it that that feeds my my soul my witchy soul i love halloween i love everything to do with the occult, the mystic, everything, like, I'm such, I'm so into that, and, um, yeah, I, it was definitely, it was a great Halloween over here, don't get me wrong, but it was, um, I did miss doing some of the traditions I did when I was in the States, so, um, yeah, pretty, pretty fun, but like I said, it was still a pretty fun Halloween, <laughs> like, I, um, I so we had a break right before Halloween uh weekend and I flew out to Tampa to visit my family. Love them. We I'm from Colorado. Um but they were in Tampa because my sister goes to school there and um uh, my parents decided to road trip down with my dog and just hang out there for a month. And so I was like, "Hey, I have a break. Let me fly out and visit you guys and we'll all hang out." So we did that and um That was such a fun week. So needed, especially because it was during the whole uh, roommate situation was uh, just blowing up. So I definitely needed to get away, take a step back, get a break. Um, But I flew back to England on the. 30th, landed in London. Went uh, pretty early. I think I landed around like eight. I went to my grandma's house and hung out with her for a little bit, and then took the train into London um, to meet up with a girlfriend of mine, Jacqueline, who um, is currently studying abroad in Paris. And she was uh, here for Halloween weekend, visiting and hanging out. And I was like, "Hey, let's meet up." So, I met up with her. I met two of her friends who. Um, She is staying in Paris with. They're so cool. It was such a fun time. I dressed up as a fairy because I'm basic and I found some blue lingerie at a thrift store in Tampa and was like, what can I make? What costume can I make this in? So it was between a fairy or Slutty Dorothy. I went with a fairy because I don't know, I was feeling it. So, um, I dressed up as a fairy, Jack dressed up as a maid, uh, her two friends dressed up as a devil cheerleader, one of them, super sexy, and then a cat, the other one, again, super, super hot, and we got tickets for a club in London, (laughs) this night was kind of crazy, it was a lot of fun though, um, I don't remember a lot of it. We hung out in the bathroom at the hostel pretty much the entire night, and, uh, I took- God knows how many shots of vodka and gin <laughs> just straight up. And, uh, we got an Uber. I was pretty out of it at this point. Cause I don't remember getting to the club. And, um, my friend Jack ended up throwing up in the, uh, the Uber. So that was, but I didn't know what happened. I was so out of it. She also, she wasn't super out of it, but she definitely got like super sick, which isn't great and not, not the best you don't want to spend Halloween sick, um, and so we get to the club. We're waiting in line. Um, they almost didn't let me in because I was so hammered, and they were like, "She's right there. Like, get her water." she was telling um, Jack's friend. I don't know if they want me to say their name on this podcast, but uh, she was telling Jack's friend who was with me. She was like, um, "Like, uh, you have to get her water. Like, you're right on the line. We're all we almost aren't gonna let her in." And I was over here like. La, la, la. Um, And so we get in. I don't remember anything from the club. I remember passing out on the bathroom floor after vomiting twice. Someone came and got me. I don't remember really getting back to the hostel, but I woke up on October 31st in my bed, and I don't remember getting there. Apparently, I just walked myself down and went to bed, which I don't remember in the slightest, um, which I'm sad about because how many times do you get to go partying in London on Halloween? Like, I wish I, wish I didn't go super hard with the alcohol, but it is what it is and then I uh trained it back to Exeter which well actually first uh Jack and her friends and I well they invited me to uh have afternoon tea with them at this really fancy place in London so we did that and then I got a train back to Exeter around six but I didn't get back here until like 10 because again the trains were delayed and that can be a whole separate podcast um in and of itself because oh my god the train situation over here is either incredibly efficient and great or horrendous and on Halloween it was pretty horrendous I wasn't 100% sure I was gonna make it back but I did yay and um a friend of mine and I dressed up as uh Mario and Luigi uh Bethany was Luigi she will definitely be on this podcast at some point and I was Mario and we had tickets to go to a club in Exeter. We were we were in line. One of my roommates, Molly, lover, she will also be on this podcast at some point, she got super drunk and she really had to pee. So I tried to take her to go to a bathroom. We tried to get into a, another club. Uh, close by like a bar kind of thing and um, she didn't have her ID. I wasn't drunk thankfully but I was high so I was already kind of on high alert because I was like oh my goodness I'm gonna get drugged but I didn't so it's good. Um, But we ended up walking back uh, to my friend's uh, apartment. I don't know if he wants me to say his name uh, With Bethany and my other my really really close uh, friend and flatmate Lucy She was very drunk pat, like fell in the middle of the road at one point. God love her. It was hilarious um, <laughs> And so we got Molly a bathroom She threw up at Nathan's place. Oh, I guess I just said his name. Sorry, Nathan she threw up at Nathan's place and then we walked back to our dorm And, uh, I think that was it. I think that was my Halloween. And, again, like, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do for Halloween, especially my first Halloween in England. But, you know, it was still fun, and I laughed a lot, and there were still great times, great memories, man. Um, So that was my, just a quick ramble about my Halloween. Um, Again, I love it. I love it. It feeds my witchy soul. I love everything to do with, like, astrology, the occult, like the mystic. I love all of that. Um, I'm looking at my crystals right now. Um, because my flatmate just moved out, I am going to go sage this entire apartment off. His energy needs to be out. It needs to be cleansed. Like we're starting anew, November 19th. Um, it is an eclipse today. Super spooky. Um, but what a great time, you know, to start anew on an eclipse. That's super spooky and fun. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, that was my ramble. Oh, my chair squeaking. I'm sorry. I'm gonna shift. Um, that was my ramble on this past Halloween, my first Halloween in England, um, and I'm sure in a year from now I'll be talking about another Halloween, but, um, why don't we get into, you know, the origins of Halloween, do a little quick history lesson. (laughs) So, Halloween originated from an ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. In the Celtic tradition, November 1st marked, you know, the end of summer, the end of the harvest, and the beginning of winter, which typically was associated with, um, human death, unfortunately, which is really sad, but i mean back then they didn't have heat they it was you know modern medicine it was it was a really rough time back then um so again they considered this the time uh, they considered this time the beginning of their new year because the summer was over the harvest was over and now entered winter and that was their new year instead of you know our new year being um january 1st so uh basically uh, the beginning of this new year marked the time where the boundary between the living world and the dead world just kind of mushed together like it just became one Ghosts came back to earth um and you entered into this uh season associated with just death which is kind of depressing. Um, So, yeah, basically, Samhain was celebrated on the night of October 31st as kind of, you know, their New Year's Eve, Um, and it it was uh, believed that on this night, that is when the ghosts would return to Earth. So, uh, during the celebration, the Druids uh, built huge bonfires and sacrificed crops and animals to Celtic deities, Um, and they also wore, like, animal heads and skins, um, which were technically their costumes. Not something I'd probably participate in, but you know, you know, you know, different time, different time back then. (laughs) Um, So after Rome uh, conquered most of the Celtic territory, the Catholic Church, you know, in the Catholic Church, like nothing against Catholicism, but I'm just saying the Catholic Church decided that they didn't like any holiday not doing with, not having to do anything with them. So they started to uh, replace Celtic festivals, you know, with their own traditions and their own holidays. Um, so again, like I'm all for freedom of religion. Believe me, I'm I'm a huge Zodiac person. So you can make fun of me all you want, but uh, I I do. I have to say that, you know, believe what you want, believe what you will, do what you want. Don't force your beliefs on other people. That's all I'm going to say. Don't, don't force them to believe what you believe and don't force their traditions out of their lives. Like, just don't do it. Come on, man. Just accept that everyone has different beliefs. I believe in Zodiacs. I'm not going to go tell some person who's Catholic to believe in Zodiacs. So, I expect the same, um, the same respect back. So, just saying small uh, PSA. Uh, so getting back, uh, the church decided to move their All Saints Day to November 1st, uh, which was the day of the Celtics New Year. Um, All Saints Day became a day of honoring the dead saints and martyrs. Um, and this was around 600 AD, um, in 1000 AD. So like 400 years later, the church deemed November 2nd to be All Souls Day. So, I'm kind of confused on this, but I'm guessing All Saints Day has to do with saints and martyrs and then All Souls has to be with do with everybody who's died. Um, and again, like I said before, historians believed that this was just the Catholic Church trying to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead and make it, you know, more Catholic-related, church-related, that kind of thing. Um, So, All Souls Day was just the Catholic version of Samhain. Um, Again, Samhain was the festival that the Celtic tradition celebrated on October 31st. Um, And All Souls Day basically was celebrated with bonfires and parades and costumes. Only now people weren't dressing up with animal skins um, and heads. They were dressing up as saints and angels and devils. I'm sure they weren't using animals' kits and heads, but maybe they were. I don't know. That's just what I got from it. I don't know how you would dress up as an angel with wearing, like, a deer on your head. I don't know, though. I didn't live back then. <laughs> Anyways, All Saints Day. So, again, All Souls Day is on November 2nd. All Saints Day is the f- day before All Souls Day, November 1st, was also called All All Hallows or All Hollow Mass. So, October 31st, the day before All Saints Day, which was also known as All Hallows, um, and again, All Saints Day was (laughs) originally known as Samhain, Um, this became Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. It's super confusing, and I don't really understand why All Souls Day is even mentioned, because it's November 2nd, and we're talking about October 31st, and then November 1st is All Saints Day, and October 31st is now Hallow's Eve, and it was Samhain, and it's just, like, a lot of things replacing each other throughout these, uh, centuries. So, um, here we are. I don't know. That's all I have to say. Uh, so like I said at the beginning, Halloween, you know, isn't as big over here, like, in Europe, um as it is in America, Halloween is huge in America, probably because, you know, America's a capitalistic country, like, very, very, capitalism is a huge thing in America, so they probably advertise the hell out of it, but, (laughs) um, let's kind of go into the history of Halloween in America, just for a little bit more context, um, So, uh, before we do, a random and fun fact I found is that Americans spent $490 million on costumes for their pets in 2019, which doubled since 2010. I'm not complaining. I'm probably going to do the same. (laughs) My dog would never allow me to dress her up in costumes, even though she is a Libra babe, she is a Halloween spooky season October babe she would have none of it but when i have my own pet after i graduate university you can expect my pet to be dressed to the nines in costumes (laughs) i'm kidding if she doesn't want to i won't make her (laughs) um so halloween wasn't super big in colonial new england because of the protestant belief system but it was pretty prevalent in like maryland and the southern colonies um But in the second half of the 19th century, when a huge wave of immigrants entered America, Halloween became a much bigger holiday. Um, Historians believe this, uh, or credit this to um, the Irish immigrants, especially who came over during the um, potato famine, and they think that these historians think that the Irish brought over traditions and celebrations of Halloween that weren't in America yet, and then it just kind of grew from there, and like I said, I'm sure capitalism has a huge, huge part in making Halloween such a prevalent and important holiday, um, because, you know, gotta make, gotta make money, gotta consume, consume, (laughs) um, yeah, so, that's my little history lesson I have for you guys, um, so maybe let's move on to some of my favorite spooky things and maybe some stories and just end it off there. Um, this episode has kind of been a lot. I'm, I'm kind of tired if you guys can't tell. So my brain just feels like mush right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's finish it off on some good notes. Uh, like I said, I'm a huge, huge spooky season thing person. <laughs> I love anything to do with anything spooky like I'm a huge horror movie fan I love crystals I love astrology I love the occult like yesterday was a full moon and right now all of my crystals are just on my windowsill um they because I wanted to charge them all and then I drank some moon water today oh, I'm a huge fan of that and um I, I love true crime. I'm obsessed with true crime. I've been obsessed with, like, criminology for the longest time. Um, my, actually, uh, a true crime podcast called Morbid, shout out to you guys, even though you don't need it um, at all because you're doing great. Uh, they actually are the ones who got me into podcasting, and well, wanting to do a podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, so shout out to them. So that this idea for this podcast, Enlightened, was born out of my love of spooky things, craziness, so we have them to thank for this chaotic mess, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of like everything I love that's spooky, um, scariest move I've ever seen, hands down, Uh, probably is hereditary. That movie fucked me up for a very long time. I watched the first half of it high, which I do not recommend doing at all. I do not recommend it. And, um, I finished the movie off drunk. So, I haven't really watched that movie sober, and honestly, I wouldn't (laughs) if I were you. It's pretty fucked up, but if you need a good horror movie recommendation, um, definitely watch that. That will mess you up for a very long time, um, any of The Conjurings, of course, any of the Jordan Peele movies, I mean, there are so many out there, there are so many I still need to see, um, yeah, so just explore, let me know if you find any great horror movies, um, or if you have any great horror movie recommendations, (laughs) because it's always Halloween in my soul, and I would love to keep that going, (laughs) um, yeah, so that, that's kind of my little spooky background, like kind of the things I indulge in to feed my witchy, witchy soul. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into my uh, a few stories from Halloween. The well, not from Halloween, but some of my scariest stories. Um, the one story I can really think of that is pretty prevalent to this conversation happened in the summer of 2019. So sit back, relax. <laughs> and let me take you, let me take you back to 18-year-old Devin, Oh, oh boy, hold on to everything you own, and your butts, as Morby would say, um, so it was the summer of 2019, and my family, my, I mentioned this at the beginning, but my grandma is from, it lives in England, uh, because my dad, originally grew up here, um, and moved to the States when he was around like 22. And for most of my life, uh, or for as long as I can remember, we made trips back to England in order to visit family members who were here. Um, especially my great Nana, who, Uh, lived until I was 10. She was 107. She was a badass bitch. Um, and she, so we would come back to visit her because we never knew when it was going to be the last year, but she, she plugged along for a very long time. Um, and also like my grandpa, when he started, his health started to, uh, kind of decline. We would come back here every summer. Um, to see them because you know they're far and you never know the last the last time you're gonna see them which is sad but we made the best we made the most of it and so after my uh great name oh my god I'm so sorry (laughs) I'm so tired oh my gosh I (laughs) I've kind of gotten sick of hearing my own voice (laughs) Um, anyways, after my great Nana passed away and my grandpa passed away, my grandma was able to kind of start making trips out to us. So, um, we didn't come back as often, but we came back like every other year. Um, but every time we did, we, my parents were like, Hey, it's a super far way to go. Um, and it's expensive. So why, since we're over there, why not tack on, you know, another part of the trip to a different country. And usually it would be like to, um, Italy or Greece or Spain because my family is huge into beaches and we, we love, love, love the ocean and warm weather, especially during the summer. Um, and and my dad is a warm weather fanatic. He thinks 80 is the perfect temperature. He's such a psychopath. (laughs) And, um, so, uh, the summer of 2019, this trip, we came back to England to see my grandma. And, um, this trip was actually kind of, uh, different from the rest because we had a foreign exchange student stay with us the summer of 2018. <laughs> if my sister's ever on this podcast, which she absolutely will be, we will definitely talk about that. <laughs> but my parents decided since, you know, we had this foreign exchange student that they really liked, um, uh, living in France that we'd maybe uh, try to get to France to see her as well and then do a road trip kind of around uh, more of the landlocked countries in Europe. And so we arrived in France. Um, they live in Routournac. Routournac? I'm so sorry if I butchered that. Um, it's basically like a countryside uh, of France. It's kind of near the south of France, but a little, It's it, it's more in the country. And, uh, her family owns this beautiful ranch with, like, horses and geese and dogs. They have so many cool animals, and, um, they have four kids, so they didn't really have room to, uh, let us stay at their house. So they, um, asked some friends of theirs if we could stay at their kind of bed and breakfast place with this older couple. <laughs> so... We arrive in Ratornack, and we start driving out to this um, older couple's house, and we were following um, our foreign exchange student's dad as he was showing us where to go in our car, and he was ahead of us in his car. And um, my dad made a comment like, oh my god, I, I hope they're not taking us out here to murder us, <laughs> because when we went to our foreign exchange student's house, it, it was kind of in the middle of nowhere, but also not, because it was situated, like, up on this hill that overlooked the town below, so you could see civilization, even though you were kind of away, away from it, you know? a ways away from it, and, um, this house that we were going to was out in the middle of nowhere, like, you couldn't see anything but fields and trees, and it was just this house right in the center of, I don't know where, it was just in the middle of nowhere, and, um, (laughs) so already the vibes were kind of like, like, a little spooky, it reminded me, especially the couple, I mean, they were as nice as can be, but me being, you know, my spooky brain, um, (laughs) saw, like, saw the house and the couple and immediately got vibes of, like, the visit, that movie with the two grandkids that go out to visit their grandparents, and the grandparents end up to be, like, psychopaths, um, I've never seen it, kind of want to, kind of don't, I don't know, let me know if I should, (laughs) um, but it definitely gave me that vibes those vibes, and, uh, the trip went well, we were there for a few days, and it was our last night staying there, my sister and I had our own room with our own beds, uh, just two twin beds, uh, about 10 feet away from each other, mine was, like, shoved up against the wall, hers was, like, kind of in the middle of the room, Uh, and they were, they were a little bit away, so keep that in mind, that's gonna come back later, um, and my parents were in the room next to us, um, And so it was nice. It was nice. Uh, But this was a farmhouse in the middle of the countryside. So there were bugs. There were a lot of bugs in that place. I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with insects. We built our buildings on their houses. So we just have to deal with them. Hello, they have to live someplace too. So in this bedroom, there were... So if you were sitting on my bed with your back leaning up against the uh, backboard across the room in the corner were three spiders. There were two kind of bigger ones and then one little, a little bit smaller. And the two big ones kind of were interlaced. Like they, nothing, nothing, um, kinky was going on or anything. (laughs) They were just kind of like situated. Like obviously they shared that corner. Like they were, they weren't moving. Like they liked that spot. So the two of them, the two bigger ones were kind of like Solitary. They were up in the corner, and then the littler one. I named him Ralph. He was hilarious. He kind of moved along the ceiling and uh, kind of kept moving back and forth and across. And he was he was very energetic. He had a lot of energy. <laughs> the two other ones didn't really do anything. Um, and but when they were all three together, they were kind of like this clump of just like legs and um, (laughs) spider-ness, when they were all three just kind of shoved up in the corner, and so it was around probably, like, midnight, I, I don't remember this night very well, and I can't really remember when I fell asleep, but I remember falling, I was asleep, obviously, because I, all of a sudden, had this dream, and it was not very, I mean, I've had scarier nightmares, but this was the three spiders, um, kind of as, like, shadowy black masses, and they, they had the outline of a spider at the beginning, but as soon as it started, like, the stream started, the spiders kind of merged together and formed this giant black mass of, like, shadowy mess and darkness and started expanding, And, uh, one of their, the, the legs of this mask kind of started reaching out to me. And that was it. That was the dream. It literally couldn't have been longer than 10 seconds. And all of a sudden I'm, I hear my sister say like, Devin, like, it's okay. And I wake up and I'm breathing extraordinarily like heavily. Like my heart is going a billion miles a minute. I'm sweating. I'm breathing like panting and I had, I was no longer in my bed. I was sitting on my sister's bed, which again was not close. Like obviously it was a small room, but I had to get out of my bed to get on her bed. It wasn't like I could, I don't know. I don't know. And I was sitting on her bed upright, like as you would in a chair, facing the wall that my bed was pushed on and just facing and sitting there straight back, panting sweating, heart beating, and just because of that dream. And I am convinced, convinced that something tried to possess me. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I 100% believe that. I think something, absolutely some dark energy was reaching out to me. And that's why I got out of my bed and moved away. And my sister, I mean, You can ask her. If she's on this podcast, I will make her reaffirm the story or confirm the story. (laughs) Confirm the story. Um, She thought I was having a panic attack because of how uh, fast I was breathing, how I was acting. Like, it was weird. And the fact that I was just sitting up straight looking at this wall. What was I looking at? What was I trying to run away from? So we were both super freaked out for the rest of the night. We did not go back to sleep. But good news was we were leaving the next day anyways. And, um, excuse me. And uh, I'm not even kidding you. The night was pretty weird. I heard people walking around outside. Could have been the old couple. Could have been my parents. But it was weird. It was weird. It was a weird night. And um, I am 100% convinced I was almost possessed on that night. Um, and it's weird because I'll have spiders come into my life when I need protection. For example, I've had this cute little spider named Cunty Legs, <laughs> named by my roommate, my flatmate Lucy, my friend, best friend. She'll get mad at me if I just call her flatmate or friend. <laughs> um, I have this spider named Cunty Legs living outside my window. Um just, she's made this beautiful web, um, and just chills outside my window. Um, I haven't seen her today, which is really sad, and I'm really nervous, but, uh, she appeared right when the whole Andre thing kind of started. After I got back from Halloween, she appeared and kind of has been here up until today when he moved out. Oh, fuck, I said his name. (laughs) Whatever, he's a cunt, and I'll, I'll, um, He'll, um, yeah I'm probably going to mention him a ton on the next episode, so it's good. Um, but whenever I needed protection, spiders kind of appear in my life. It's the craziest thing. I had another, right before I moved into my dorm, my mom and I were staying, um, by my grandma's house. Um, and I kind of had a weird night. We'll, we'll get into that another episode. But I think someone was trying to break into the house and there were, a, there was a spider that kind of was there, um, so I feel like every time I need protection from something, some energy, some bad force, some negative, negativity, a spider always appears, and Cunty Legs is gone, and Andre moved out, so I think that's proof enough, I think proof is in the pudding, and when I almost got possessed, there was Ralph, and Ralph was making sure I was okay, um, That's my spookiest story. It wasn't on Halloween, but I will end on a little story from Halloween. I was probably 10, you know, kicking it as a 10-year-old, and we were walking around my neighborhood just trick-or-treating, you know, ringing the doorbells, getting the candy that my parents would take later that night and give to the Toothless Fairy. Which was a fairy who had lost all her teeth because of sugar, and if you gave her your candy, you would get a gift. That was my parents' way of trying uh, of trying to keep us from eating sugar. They were very they were really big health freaks when we were younger, <laughs> and um, so I was trick or treating. I was with my dad and my sister. Don't really remember what I was dressed up as. If I had to take a guess, I'd say probably Daphne from Scooby Doo, and. Um, this was this, this is just why Halloween is literally the most magical holiday. I was um, looking up at the stars, looking up at the sky, and I see my first ever shooting star. It was magical, and it was on Halloween, the most magical time of the year. Um, my not-yet-known-but-known known witchy spirit um, in my 10-year-old self, was very happy. I love shooting stars, love space, so that was such a good, like, Halloween is just so magical. Anyways, um, that's all I got for you guys, uh, today. I kind of, um, I hope this was interesting. It was kind of all over the place, but I honestly, I'm sorry, but I'm also not, because today was weird and draining, and, um, I feel like I just needed to get this out there today because it's an eclipse. Like, how spooky is that? I feel like that's the perfect time to talk about Halloween in November. Um, It's an eclipse. (laughs) Hopefully, I'll have some um, more stories uh, for next year because this podcast will definitely be around next year. But until then, keep an eye out for the Roommate uh, podcast. And if you would like, and you feel uh, so inclined to do so, you can follow me at Devin, Devon D E V O N on Instagram, Devon Riddle one word on TikTok. You can check out my website once it's up and running at thegingertramp.com. Um, if you want, you can donate to uh, the Patreon. If you want to give me money, I'm not going to say no. I always am in need of money, especially since I'm ordering so much fa. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna bounce. I'm gonna head out. But uh, keep keep it groovy. Keep it keep wandering. Stay fun. Stay fresh. And I will see you guys next time. Adios.